Hello and welcome to the Peace Bunny Island podcast. Um, today we get to introduce a couple special guests from across the street. Um, authors Marcus Bachman and his mom Deb Bachman, who I call Miss Deb. Though we'd like to start talking about rabbits to see, and then we'll see how this conversation goes. Uh, Marcus, I've known you my whole life, and now you're 20. Um, you've become a resident expert in lots of things, from cars to photography to rabbits. So my first question is, you've cared for several rabbits over the years, even taking them to the fair for 4-H. Why don't you share a little bit about your county fair champion, best, of, best in show, Captain Phil, um, who is a cinnamon, and kind of just explain about him. So with uh, Phil, uh, he was originally with you, Miss Jeff, and Caleb, and I would go over to your place, help out with the rabbits. Um... And then in my eighth grade year, I had a guinea pig at the time he died. Um, and I remember when I buried him, you guys came over and you guys said, you want a rabbit? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so then of course I go over to your place again, there's all these rabbits to pick from. But there was just something about feel like you just so laid back. It kind of matched, I liked laid-back animals, so that's kind of who I am. So it's just kind of like, yep, okay, I guess they're coming over with me. <laughs> Which was a cross the street for me, for him. Um, but he, with his rust, with her, I just thought he was also really cute with the uh, rusty orange, uh, with the gray on the face, which is adorable. Uh, he's a little small for his breed, but I didn't care about that. <laughs> I cared more about his personality. And he got me into 4-H because, because of him I got into 4-H. Uh, and I, I'm so glad that I, I ended up with a, a rabbit and I ended up in 4-H. Because the county fairs were so much fun. Uh, state fairs were so fun. And I learned a lot just by having him. but. Long term, it, it resulted in friendships that I don't know if I'd have now. Looking back, so. <laughs> Sounded like you were super excited about the silver fox breed, which is one of the endangered breeds through the livestock conservancy. So, really, what drew you into raising this breed? So, for me, um, when I read about them and generally how they were described when, from what I read, they were pretty tame, very docile, very chill. Uh, and like, like Phil was with being chill, I liked that. And they were not common because I would go to the state fair and on the 4-H side it'd be like mini rex, mini rex, mini lops. Jersey wool at me, you didn't see anything, hardly anything but those. And I wanted something different. I want, but, um, I just always thought the, the color of the black with the white hairs poking out, they just looked really cool and I just, the one I ended up with, she was just, oh, she was the best. Like, she was so sweet, she'd come up to the door and Hello, and she'd fall asleep with us scratching her. 
um, so to her, the fact that they were not common, that they're generally docile, and just because they're unique, that's what drew me to them. Your story is interwoven with your love and appreciation for animals and wildlife. You've had other animals in your life, like Boo, as our as your family and kind of the neighborhood guinea pig. Um, so tell us about your um, special dog, Champagne, and um, that I know that she's been a good friend for really all of us on the street. So can you talk a little bit more about her? So, um, Champagne, she's our dog. Uh, well, my dog, we call her, because I was the one, we, the reason why we got her. Um, and I remember the day we, the part of the day that we met her, where we, because we were having trouble finding a dog that my dad would not react to with his allergies. Um, and we went to this breeder's house in Minneapolis, and I remember we were, we went up to their door, and yep, 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 and there's like seven, eight other dogs on the other side. Mark, <laughs> so, um, you know, weaving our way through, and then I don't remember much after that, um, but we stayed there for a while, and then Champagne, the one we ended up getting, she actually had jumped up on the couch that I was sitting on in the in the breeder's living room. And that was the initial test to see if Dad would react, and he never did, and we were there for probably a good half, half hour, 40 minutes. Um, so, but he never did. We came home, and we didn't bring her with the first time. And then mom and mom and dad went to go get her uh, end of a few weeks later <laughs> under the guise of uh, the breeder just needs a little help. Uh, but for Christmas Eve of 2008, I, uh, the last gift was one to me. It was a little bag with a point out the pink collar and I'm looking all confused. I couldn't put two and together, and then it was, they were like, my God, she's your dog. Um, and I just remember just bawling my eyes out. <laughs> but she had been just, with how sick I get, and with how often I've been confined to her house, she'd been a friend for me, like, when I can't have other people with me. Like, she would just lay in bed with me all day without complaint, um, and being able to kind of live life together, even though she's kind of, her, her definition of going out and doing adventures like me, a walk around the block, but it was perfect because that's about what I can do or what I could do. So she kind of matched me with a very low key on just just find a soft spot and make sure I'm right next to you. And she's been there for a lot of hard times for me. Grateful that she's been with me for, well, with us for 12 years now. Um, 
So, and uh, champagne, she's a, well, we, she's got a Havanese, it's H-A-V-A-N-E-S-E, uh, they, they came from Havana, Cuba, um, and she doesn't shed, which is wonderful, um, but more importantly, my dad doesn't have allergic reactions with her around, um, so, and she's basically pure white, but she's got like a little, kind of like a yellowish tinge in some of her, it's not like a complete snow white, but kind of an off-white with, and then, uh, for the next part, I'll, I'll turn it on to my mom, Deb. Oh, um, yeah, Champagne, she's an awesome, awesome dog. It was really tricky. We didn't know if we could ever get one with Mike. He, re he reacts so violently to, to animals. And um, this dog, though, he did not react to, which we were very grateful for. But our initial thought as well was, hey, this dog is really smart. Let's train her to respond to this feeding pump alarm so she can tell Marcus that his alarm is beeping. Well, she wasn't very interested in that job, but um, an even more important one that she took on herself was when I would take care of Marcus at night, and sometimes if his oxygen level got too low, his pulse oximeter, an alarm that he keeps on him, would alarm, and it's very, very loud. But after a few nights of uh, working with Marcus, I was pretty tired and didn't always wake up right away. Well, thank goodness for champagne because she was the one who would... Uh, Make sure I was taking good care of him. So congrats to you and your mom on this huge accomplishment of writing the book and getting it launched. Um, so your memoir describes some of what makes Marcus a living medical miracle being born um, medically with medically complex and fragile. So the book really only scratches the surface of the challenges you faced along the way. It gives a very intimate look into the journey you've been on. There are little vignettes that talk about the right people showing up at just the right time. Our family uses the word providence and um, answer to prayer for those, more, for those moments, just more than rather than luck. And I've watched your family's amazing story unfold in front of me. So my next question is to Miss Deb. So why don't you share why you picked this book title? Our book title... That's a hard job when you're actually trying to pick a title of a book, something you don't, I never really thought of before. But, and Marcus doesn't know this, but oftentimes people throughout his life have called him remarkable. And in fact, one person used to always say, oh, that's remarkable. So that, that remarkable wasn't going to work. We thought remarkable would work, especially with his name being Marcus. And then throughout time, just scribbling in notebooks, often wrote, embrace remarkable, embracing remarkable, but we weren't sure what to do until one day when Marcus was in the um, intensive care unit and his physician came in, and this is a physician that he has had pretty much his whole life in the ICU, um, and this physician has a tattoo on his arm that I had never noticed, but I did that day, and it said embrace. So it's like, we need a picture of that, and we'd love to use that in part of our title because it is Marcus learning to embrace being remarkable in us, the story of how we embraced Mark. 
My next question is, I see that there's a red balloon on the cover. So can you tell us the inspiration and some of the symbolism that it creates? Well, Caleb, I'm not sure if you remember this at all, but oftentimes at our house, we would have balloons. And that was because Marcus was crazy about balloons as a little guy, especially when he would go in for a procedure in the hospital. He was always like, can I get a balloon? And it was like, oh, absolutely. When you wake up, from this, yes, you will have a balloon. Oftentimes, my brother would get him the biggest red balloon he could find, and usually we would get him a red heart balloon. But um, yeah, so the balloon thing just goes way back in time as one of the best medicines we could give Marcus to help him through what he was doing. And also, too, his favorite movie growing up was The Red Balloon, and we have watched that hundreds of times. <laughs> And for Marcus, with so much time spent in and out of Children's Hospital, there's another animal connection you have. And I've heard he watched a lot, a lot of the closed circuit hospital channel and the Animal Planet over all those years, and visiting, and having uh, comfort animals visit and stop by a room. So, how did watching these different shows and having these animals help you? And how did a furry friend um, coming to visit help? Well, so, so it's an it's interesting game. So, because with the animal planet, um, I was just always fascinated by kind of the different programs or the mix of like having pets and wildlife. Um, and it was, just, it was also kind of interesting, like learning about dog care, watching some of those different programs back when I was younger, um, like. It's me or the dog, where you like, I learned all kinds of training stuff. Not that I needed it, but it was always good to learn. Um, but I just always really liked watching the uh, the different programs they had available. And I thought it was just, it was just, the Animal Kingdom is fascinating. Um, and then with the, with the, the hospital animals, um, they just, they were a good um, distraction for me. Like, I would be like sometimes so sick, I'd be so uncomfortable. But whenever there was like a comfort animal, it just kind of everything just kind of took a backseat for even if it was you know twenty minutes and or five minutes, it, it still felt good. I could just kind of forget about my problems, kind of, and. They just kind of, they gave a boost um, during some hard times. And they just were a little bright spot during a tough time. Yeah, do you remember that really big poodle that used to come around? Yes, oh, I still got that picture. I know. Oh, he was, she was so big, but she was sweet. I, think. I know. She hears this big dog and little Marcus sitting in the chair, and this dog would just crawl up in the chair, sit right next to him, just happy as could be, and they would sit together, and maybe he would pet her, maybe not, but this dog just would sit with him and guaranteed to bring a smile. Yeah, yeah and that's what they've all done. They, just, they bring a smile, not just for me, but... For, other, for everyone in the hospital, really. I mean, even I got to see some therapy rabbits, and 
uh, I would definitely head over heels for those because I just loved them. And same thing, I, seeing them, I could just, I, it was a wonderful, it was a much needed mental break from what was going on. Absolutely. Child life always knew if Marcus was there and there was a therapy animal around, it was like, get the animal to Marcus. They were really good about that. Exactly. So I see that you've included um, a couple pages in the back for a, a book club discussion guide. So why don't you pick up one of the questions and kind of share a little bit about your perspective on that. So one of the questions uh, that we put in there was um, having people listen to a recording of the song Blessings by Laura Story. Um, and that's a song that I've been listening to since high school. Um, and the main part that has always resonated with me is the main chorus, where it's, um, can you answer that? I'm feeling on the chorus. Oh, what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights is what it takes to know you're near? So that's what... During those, during really, really hard times, it was, it was a source of comfort, um, knowing that sometimes, sometimes healing does require tears, sometimes it does require, uh, sometimes occasionally humanly restless nights. Um, so I just, it, it ministered more to the soul, for me, more than physical, than anything. Yeah, we've got, um, a bunch of discussion questions in the back of the book and that one's about music because Marcus listens to a lot of music um, all the time even when he's well it just does he listens to a lot of positive things and to help him through mm-hmm. the two of you have turned out to be quite the writers over the years posting on the Caring Bridge website and that really created the building block for the book and her story is heartwarming and reminds us all of what is really important and not only is the story incredible, but I found it was full of details that allowed a sneak peek into your world of incredible faith, love, and hope. And I was excited to see it's now on sale on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and many other outlets, including some small indie bookstores, including the Red Balloon. And we just added it to our website book sale on our page as well. So while our listeners are waiting for their copy to arrive, I have one more final question. And that's, if you had a take-home message for people that are going through a hard time today, what would you share to them? Um, so, first thing I guess to say, for those who are having a hard day, we're sorry. Um, I hope you feel the virtual hugs. Um, and we hope it ends soon for you. But we want, we hope that you always hold on to hope. Um, even when you don't feel like you're going to be able to hold on. Because sometimes hope, hope and faith is all we have when we're really tested. Well, that is, that's a hard question because it makes me think back to times that were really, really difficult for me. And I think some of the things that helped the most that people said was, they really didn't say anything, but they just sat with me, maybe gave me a hug, uh, let me cry. But, um, but if I have to say in words, I would um, 
I would pick hope, hold on to hope, and hold on to God. I'm pretty biased because they're my neighbors across the street, but I'm glad that they were open to share their story to others so they can hear the inspirational story the same way as I did and that they could share what makes Marcus special and what makes their family special. As you can imagine, our families um, are kind of interwoven together with our stories and it's really shaped uh, me personally of how I am and my values. And especially in times of COVID now, you think about how it's hard because we're all isolated and you think about how the Bachman family, especially Marcus, has been isolated almost his entire life. And uh, just thinking about how comfort animals really help people. Um, and that's uh, kind of a piece of my value. And um, I ho- I'm so glad that they could join us today. And hopefully into the future, we can have another one of these. Um, and we can include the whole Bachman family. That would be amazing. And like I always say, Have a happy day.